Welcome to Beyond Chronic Burnout. I'm your host, Carol Jane Whittington. I'm the Chief Energy Officer here at Whittington Wellbeing. You know, I remember loving, loving, like living for the weekend. And you may have, you know, there's songs about it. It's it's a common experience that we have. It's like Tuesday, Wednesday, it's like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for Friday to get here. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to get to like totally relax, get to have fun, let loose, all of the things that we don't get to do during the week. You know, there's so much that sometimes drains our energy during the week. But then there's a season that a lot of us don't realize. And if you're a mom, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. The dreaded weekend. It goes from all of a sudden, like, I love the weekends. I couldn't wait for Friday. Heck yes. Break out. Have fun. But then there's the season that sometimes happens, not always, but there's a season that happens for those of us who are moms or who are caregivers to kiddos, and that is dreading the weekend. And it's not that we dread our kids because folks, hey, I love my kids. I know just about every mom that I've talked to about this particular experience says, I love my babies, but weekends are so tough. Like I am more exhausted than I am during the week. Like I can't wait to get to work to get a break to actually not be so exhausted. My guest today is Michelle Markman, and we're going to be talking about this, what this experience can be, and what those energy impacts can be for those of us who are caregivers to our kiddos. Especially when my kids were really young. Now, both of my boys are now in their late teens, early 20s, and that is a very different experience. I love the weekends. I love every day of the week. I mean, Mondays, I think, are my favorite day, (laughs) but I also love every other day of the week. I don't have a preference anymore. But there was a time when they were little and it was really hard. And Michelle brought this topic up and I was like, yes, please, let's talk about this. Because there's a lot of other things that go with those feelings of like, oh no, I'm just, I've got to gear myself like mentally, physically, emotionally gear myself up to be home all weekend because I'm so exhausted. And that can come with shame and guilt and lots of feelings that necessarily don't feel good. And I want to talk about that with my guest, Michelle, today. So here we go. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk about this particular topic with you today because holy heck, when you brought this up, I was like, yep, I am all in. Let's do it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Michelle, break this down for us. Kind of how did you come to this awareness around your energy and the weekends? So I have always been a big weekend person. I love the weekends. I've looked forward to them um, for a long time. And I'm a relatively new mom. I have a two and a half year old. And as of recently, I've been tracking my stress levels with a smartwatch and my energy levels just diarying, putting them in a diary and sort of logging how my energy and my stress are going, um, which I know is something that you do in your program as well. And it has come to my attention that my stress really peaks on Saturday mornings. And that's when I'm the primary caregiver for my toddler son. And it's kind of this back and forth and, and, you know, give and take between him and I on the weekends of how do I keep him entertained and away from screens before it warms up enough for us to go to the park. And I really just noticed that, you know, my stress kind of peaks 
Saturday, Sunday, and then goes down the rest of the week and starts to come back up on Thursdays. And I don't think we talk about this enough as moms that it's okay to be overwhelmed sometimes. And it's okay to, you know, be stressed and that we really need to, to talk about the stresses that we as moms go through and to make it more normalized. Oh yeah. There's so many things. And and then it's also like, I remember when my boys got to the age where we were going to sporting events and all the different things every weekend, you know, it was always some um, game at a baseball stadium or, you know, we were, and then I was going between this, this kid's t-ball game and this kid's t-ball game. Cause my kids are 28 months apart. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh. And it's like Friday was like, okay, what do I have to do to prepare for tomorrow and Sunday? Because we're going to be at the park all day Saturday with games. So I'm going to have to make sure I have snacks packed ahead of time. I'm going to make sure I have to have a change of clothes. You know, I'm going to have to have dinner ready because we're not going to be home in time to actually eat. And I do not want to go through the drive-through because that is just doesn't work for our stomachs over here in our family. And, you know, and then you're like, okay, well then we have, you know, the Sunday events. And then it's like, I felt like there were so many times in that season of my life that it was like the weekends were not mine. I was on full alert on like clothes duty, making sure that the house did. Oh, I don't know if you've had this, like your house gets totally destroyed when they're all home on the weekend. Every weekend. <laughs> and then it's just like Sunday night, you're you're like, you get them bathed, you get them in the bed, and they're just like, I I I just can't. And you're just sitting there on the sofa in the middle of all the toys and the dirty clothes and and the the dirty plates and all the things, and you're just like, oh, I just want to sit here for a minute. Mm-hmm. But it's a disaster. And then you're like, I can't sit here in this disaster and even relax till I get it cleaned up. Right. Yeah. And I'm so grateful. My husband has really been helping out on the weekends. So in the evenings, we kind of tag team, we play the cleanup song, we all clean up together. Um, and and that really helps having that support. But yeah, I mean, it's, it feels completely overwhelming sometimes. And it's this time that you've always had for yourself. And then all of a sudden, the rug gets pulled out when you have a child and you think, when, when am I going to get my time back? Even when you have you know, a few hours here and there to yourself, it's still, it's still a lot to, to deal with. And I love it. I'm so grateful to be a mom. I've wanted to be a mom my whole life. I love being a mom. I just think it's important to talk about the fact that it's normal to cope with stress and to feel stressed and to feel overwhelmed. And um, it's okay. I want other moms to hear that so they're not thinking, oh, I'm the only one that's going through this right now. I should just be so grateful. Right. And I think that's a lot of the sometimes the the messaging that we get that's indirect. It's like, oh, this mom has shown up to the ballpark and she's got like all of her, she looks so put together and her hair is done. All of the kids are, you know, have everything. And it's like, it just seems so easy. And then it's just like, I was this harried mom kind of throwing stuff together. It's just like stuff hanging off the back of the stroller as you're running to get to the thing on time. And 
you know, and I think that there's so much about one of the things that we talked about in the masterclass I taught this weekend that was all around nail your number one energy need. And I love that we're having this conversation on the, the heels of teaching this because one of the things that came up when we were looking at our nourishment needs, you know, we, we locate, where is your particular energy center? Where do you feel the energy depletion most in your body? Where's the place that like, it's the one that's impacted the most. I mean, we have 30 basic human needs. And so that's kind of a hard thing to go, well, I don't know, you know? And so they, all of those needs show up in our body. Our body is the most incredible feedback system. And I think as, as a mom, I was, I absolutely love my kids. Like you, I was like, I couldn't wait to have kids. Like I just, oh my gosh, to be able to just sit and play. And that was really like, there was this part where I just wanted to spend this easy time just getting to know my children. But there were all of these parts no one tells you about that have to be sort of coordinated in the process of just playing and having fun with your kiddos. I mean, what kind of things have come up for you around that place of like your needs versus also the need to want to connect and play with your kids? And then also that sort of that need to also have some autonomy and some alone time and, and some space for you. Yeah, it's been really unexpected, the, the motherhood journey. I was a nanny for many, many years, and I had a lot of experience around taking care of children. I worked as a full-time nanny. I worked as a part-time nanny. I thought I was so ready to be a mom. I felt totally prepared. And then I became a mother and it was like, wow, there is so much more mental load that you just would never imagine comes with being a mom. Everything from, because you're really curating the entire life and survival of a tiny human. You know, everything from their basic needs to their emotional needs, their physical needs. If you have a child with support needs, their supports needs. Um, and then sometimes, you know, your supports needs kind of butt heads with their supports needs. So you may have sort of contradicting or conflicting needs. And of course, you want to put your child first, but then stress can come from that because, well, your child may be a little bit more um, sensory seeking, you may be more sensory avoiding, or it can flip and flop back and forth. And so if your child's in a, a sensory avoiding mode and you're in sensory seeking, that's a little bit of a conflict. And as a mom, I'm generally going to go for what my child needs, but then my nervous system is going to go, but that's not what I need. <laughs> so it's kind of finding that balance of how do you still take care of yourself and take care of your child. And yeah, it's, it's definitely been a journey. It has. And, and thank you for sharing that. And thank you for like really Stepping into opening and talking about the elements of this experience, because I think so often we have a lot of shame and guilt that we carry because we think we're quote unquote supposed to be momming in this particular way. Like I should enjoy the weekends with my kid and uh, because I get to spend time with them and I'm not having to run mm -hmm. around and, you know, all of these things. And it's, it's, it's hard to sometime also look at 
when we have those conflicts of what we're needing in our support and our experience. So if I'm having a moment where I'm sensory avoiding and they're having a sensory seeking and I'm like, oh, okay, how do I create some space where we can both coexist with this experience that we both need without it conflicting and erupting in the middle, you know? Um, so Michelle, let's kind of talk about some of the things that you found for yourself that have really sort of been coming up for you. They're like, okay, this is actually helping me a little bit, or I'm testing this out right now. I'll check back in and let you guys know how does how this goes. What are some of those things that you're you're using, some of those tools that you're creating for those moments and on your weekends? So as of right now, I have a couple of go-tos, which are my noise-canceling headphones are a big help. And I've been using those since my son was born. I also use earplugs when I need earplugs. I can still hear him. I still know what's going on. They just deaden the sound a little bit. That was more the earplugs I used more when he was an infant. I haven't really relied on them since he's become a toddler. Um, but definitely the earplugs, noise canceling headphones, and I've been doing a lot of breathing exercises. So I have a smartwatch and I use my smartwatch to do breathing exercises. It'll actually walk me through the counts that I need to do on the in-breaths that I have a holding period, an out-breath and another holding period. And it goes through this whole 15 minute breathing exercise. And I found that really helpful. I've also been doing big sighs as a way to relieve energy. And because I have a toddler, now I tell him what I'm gonna do. I say, we're gonna do, I'm gonna do this big sigh now to practice. I call it lion's breath. I say, do you wanna do your lion's breath with me? And then sometimes he wants to do it. And if I do, we do this big in-breath. And then we sigh it out and we pretend we're lions. We go, <sighs> sometimes we stick our tongues out, just pretend we're lions roaring. Um, and I've found that that big sigh is something that I really enjoy doing. In the past, I would tend to use very traditional kind of grounding stress relief exercises that I found frustrating. And if you're using an exercise that is frustrating to you and not relieving to you, you're just going to compound your stress. So it's really important to figure out what exercises you actually enjoy doing and are going to benefit you and what exercises you think you should be doing and kind of cut out the should exercises and really focus on those ones that help you. So also getting out in the fresh air, going to the park, that's something that we do on a regular basis. Even in the rain, we go outside and splash in the puddles. So getting outdoors, doing those big deep sighs, breathing exercises, noise canceling headphones, those are my major, major go-tos. Oh, those are so good. And that's a lot of some of the tools and the resources that we have in the unveiling method. And I love, we do like a lion's breath and we have three different ones. And one of the other ones that I really love is, you know, the lion's breath is good because a lot of times, especially as moms, we sometimes have these energy blocks that show up in our throat when we don't feel like mm -hmm. we're actually able to express what we're feeling and thinking. And I have alexithymia. So sometimes I, in the moment, I don't always know how to put words to what I'm feeling. So sometimes, and I can't get it out. So sometimes I do that lion's breath and I'll exhale with, with that sound because it's the vibration and the resonance in my body that lets me know your voice can be heard. 
even if you don't have the words for it. And it's such a beautiful exercise. And I love that. Another one that, that we do that I teach in the toolkit in our restoration segment is one that I call sort of our soothing. So when we do this breath, I say, you know, kind of hug yourself or at least just sort of pat. And we do sort of the kind of like, ah, you're okay. Mm -hmm. You're being held. You know, you're, you're, you're good. You're, you're being soothed. Right. Because think about when we hold our children and they're, they're, we're trying to calm them. We pat them. We kind of rock and we say, and there's just, there is an energy and a frequency with that, that really resonates with our nervous system. And when we take a breath in, and we exhale longer than we've inhaled, that actually sends a signal to our somatic nervous system that says you are safe. And I love that you were talking about doing that with your watch. I just discovered that feature on my own watch. So guys, this is a great tip Michelle just shared. You may have this cool feature on your smartwatch. So go check it out. See if you have one that you didn't know. I just discovered mine a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh wow, this is cool. And it does like this little flower that blooms when you, you know, and then it, then it decreases. And I was like, this is so cool. I love this. This is fun. Because I think sometimes it's also just, we need something to get out of our head and get into our body. And our breath is the fastest, easiest way to do it. And some of the things that Michelle just shared with you, you don't even have to do them 15 minutes. Sometimes it's just taking that one big breath and really just allowing yourself to inhale and exhale two or three times. That's it. It doesn't have to be huge. And a lot of folks are like, okay, breathing freaks me out. And I'm like, there's so many of us hold our breath during the day. We don't even realize it. Oh my gosh. So Michelle, if you have one thought, one idea, some some words of your heart and, and experience and wisdom to share with a mom out there who is dreading the weekends, even though she loves her kids, but it just is is really disrupting her energy flow. What would you like to share with them today? Um, I just want you to know that you can find the tools to make your weekends more enjoyable and more pleasurable and that you're not alone. Other moms are going through this too. It's an incredible mental load to be a mom in addition to all of the physical tasks that you have to do and give yourself grace and just remember that we're all in this together. And if you really feel stuck or you feel like you need some support, book a free call with me and we can walk through it together. Oh, that is such a beautiful insight and also an invitation. And if you would like to take Michelle up on her very generous and lovely offer, please go check out the link in the show notes below. Michelle informed me when we were starting that they are working on a beautiful rollout for some spectacular resources. So if you do click on the link and it still says under construction, hang on, she's getting there. She's got lots of other things. And there are other links down there where you can find her on LinkedIn and Facebook. So you can still connect with her. You can still get something set up. Um, Just in case you do click on the website first, I wanted to let you know that because I don't want you to miss the opportunity to connect with Michelle. So if you're a mom and you are looking for ways to help move through and really step into the power and the personal power that is yours as a human and as a mom, Michelle is your go-to girl. I'm so excited to have had her with this conversation with us today. Michelle, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Because I always want to make sure I 
gotten all the juicy goodness that you have you want to put out there? I just want to say You froze. Oh. All I heard was, I just want to say, and then it froze. <laughs> All right. Try this again. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's been a pleasure. Well, I am thrilled to have had you, and I've been looking forward to this conversation for weeks now that we've had it on the book, so this has been fantastic. Thank you so much, Michelle Markman, for being here. You are part of, and your company is Indie Coach Inc., so you guys go check her out. Connect. Have that call that she offered because, hey, there is no, no place that I ever want you to silently struggle. I want to make sure that we offer all of the ways that you can tap into your energy in a way that works best for you. Guys, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.